0: Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Once again, to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stences, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. And I hope and pray that this podcast today finds you well, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, and as always, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, I tell you what, we have just had a wonderful, wonderful time here in Uganda the last few weeks. And uh, so I just want to kind of bring you up to date uh, as to what is happening here. Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, we received a container shipment of scriptures, and what a blessing that was Uh, 125,000 John and Romans, uh, 6,000. Bibles and about 75,000 gospel tracts, and uh, what a blessing uh, it was to be able to get all those, and uh, we had a little bit of you know, hiccups here and there, you know, just trying to get the container cleared and trying to get it here to Masaka where we are. But uh, God had His timing and God worked it out just the way He wanted to do it. And uh, so now we have in our store plenty of uh, scripture and tracts and Bibles uh, to be able to give out to people, uh, sharing the gospel with them. And uh, what a blessing. Uh, last night uh, we went out uh, in our soul winning, and we have uh, several different teams that go out soul winning from our church. And uh, last night, to my knowledge, uh, there were five people uh, that trusted Jesus Christ as their Savior yesterday. Uh, Four of them were in my son's group, and uh, one of them was in my group. And uh, what a blessing it is to continue to see people. Come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so now, really pray, if you would, for our translation ministry. Uh, Brother Thomas Irvin, who is a fellow missionary uh, here in Uganda, is working in that ministry and uh, right now working on translating uh, the Word of God into the Luganda language. And uh, we have a Bible that's out there and it's what people are using, uh, but it is a very, very poor translation. And uh, not only that, but it came from the wrong text. And uh, so we're trying to fix that. Uh, there are just so many problems uh, with that Bible, and so we are endeavoring to do that. And so, so all of that that came with the container is all English, and uh, so that is going to help uh, those, you know, mostly in the towns in the city. We're able to help uh, with the scriptures those that can read English. Uh, but really, pray that uh, we can get the Word of God translated in the Luganda language, so that we can do the same thing uh, with Luganda and be able to get the Word of God freely out to uh, the world that we are working in here in uh, in the central part of Uganda, in the Buganda region. And so really, really pray about that if you would. But I am so excited. It's always, uh, you know, whenever you, uh, if you're in battle, and uh, now I've never been in battle, but I've heard this, you know, when you're in battle and you get new supplies, uh, it's always encouraging and it's always a blessing to be able to have those supplies in there. And uh, we had run out of English John and Romans. Uh, several, several months ago, and uh, so I'm just uh, really, really encouraged to be able to have the Scripture container full again and excited about getting the Word of God out to a lost and dying world, and uh, so continue to pray in that regard. Continue to pray for my wife. Uh, I am nearing in, the, in a couple of days uh, the two-month anniversary, if you want to call it, of being away from my wife, and uh, it has... God's been good. Uh, God's grace has been there, but I tell you, it's been hard. And uh, it is, uh, when when you have such a good relationship as I have with my wife and And uh, you just, uh, you don't like being apart from each other. And and I praise the Lord, you know, we're not like uh, Adoniram Dodson and Hudson Taylor, you know, that had absolutely no communication, you know, praise the Lord for FaceTime and WhatsApp messaging and video and all that kind of stuff. And so it just, it does make it a lot easier, uh, but it is still uh, difficult to be away. Now, so be praying for her because it looks like, Um, She's going to be able to be back here in Uganda within a couple of weeks. And uh, so, Lord willing, uh, she's going to be going up and visiting uh, some of our family, our our son and daughter-in-law up there in Ohio with our granddaughter. She'll be visiting them this next week. And then, Lord willing, right after that visit, uh, we'll be able to get tickets bought and uh, get her back over here. And so just really pray. Uh, Pray for God's provision in all of this. Uh, You know it's uh, difficult sometimes. Uh, trying to operate two different lives in two different parts of the world. Uh, plus medical bills and uh, just the transport costs, the airline fees, all of that that is involved with that. And uh, God is God is so good. God has always provided. He's never failed us. And, uh, and so I'm just trusting him, and I believe with all my heart that God uh, will help us to be able to get through this and, uh, Lord willing, be able to have my wife back with our family here by Christmas and uh, be able to be reunited again. And so just continue to pray for her. Uh, she's continuing to heal. Uh, from the surgery and uh, things are going well there as far as we know. Uh, we're still waiting for a, a couple of tests to be able to tell us about the infection that might be in the knee. And uh, so just uh, be in prayer about that, but uh, just pray that she gets the strength back in her knee. Um, you know, she's been walking on it, uh, not in the normal way for the last year. And uh, so just trying to get the strength back in the knee and get all that uh, going again. And so just pray for her. Uh, that would be a great blessing to me, well, this last week uh, we celebrated Thanksgiving, and uh, we it was my first Thanksgiving uh, to spend without my wife, and uh, but uh, we had a good time. Uh, we got together with all the different uh, American families. Actually, there were some Canadians uh, that were involved there. There was some. A guy from Chile, uh, a, a Greek family was there. And so we were celebrating and American, some English people were there as well. So it was kind of an international Thanksgiving time, but uh, all of the uh, expats uh, that we know in the Masaka area got together for Thanksgiving at uh, one of our friends' house. And uh, so we had a lot of good food and fellowship and Uh, It was a great time to be able to spend just, uh, once again, just taking uh, an opportunity, a day to set aside just to thank God. Uh, for how good he has been to us. And uh, every Thanksgiving, this is just something that, that I do in my personal life, um, and it, maybe you do this or maybe you do something like this, but uh, every Thanksgiving in my life, for as long as I can remember, um, I have always tried to thank certain people that have been there for me in, in, in what I'm calling the pivotal points of life the pivotal points of life. In other words, you know, you can go back in your life and and we interact with a lot of different people and uh, every single day of our life we interact with people. But there, there are certain people in life that because they came in your life, it was a pivot in your life that just literally changed the direction of your life at that particular time. and uh, And so I try to think back to the different ones that had a pivotal point, at, or th- that at a pitiful, piv- pivotal point in my life, uh, they influenced me in such a way that changed the direction of my life and allowed me uh, a better opportunity to serve the Lord, it allowed me a better opportunity to be open to what God would have for me to do. And, uh, and so I, I want to just take today and uh, i i just want to share with you uh these people in my life that uh that influenced me in pivotal times in my life and i'm having a hard time saying that for some reason pivotal uh pivot pivotable pivotal pivotal there we go pivotal <laughs> Uh, I tell you what uh, you know you, you start using words that you don't use a lot of times and uh, you mess up but anyway that's that's okay that's okay but uh, anyway I, I want to take you to a very familiar verse in uh, in the book of Esther and I was trying to think of a text verse that uh, that I could use it would kind of draw my attention or draw our attention to this idea. And, uh, and I think uh, just a perfect prime example of this is Esther chapter 4 and, uh, and verse number 14. Well, look at, look, look at verse number 13, Esther chapter 4 and verse number 13, then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? This was a pivotal. This was a. P- <laughs> I, I, you're you're going to take this podcast and you're just gonna laugh at uh, at my uh, pronunciation of this word all the way through. I know that. I promise you just start this podcast over and practice this word, but I'm not going to do that. But uh, pivotal uh, point of life uh, in 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 Israel. and And God says, or Mordecai says, Esther, you have been put in this. Uh, position. You have been put in this place for such a time as this. Um, This is a time in Israel's history where uh, if, if Esther did not stand up and do what God wanted her to do, if Esther did not stand up and take the stand that, uh, that she needed to take, uh, there, there was going to be a drastic change in the history of Israel and what uh, Israel was going to look forward to. And, uh, and so as I look back in my life, and, uh, and, and again, I, I've told you this already, but I, I do this every year. And I do my level best to contact each of these people and just simply thank them for what they did for me, what what the the investment uh, that they made in my life. Because in these these particular people in my life, they they formed, they directed, they they. In other words, there was a change in my life because these people came into my life that. If they had not come in my life, my life would no doubt be a very, very huge difference uh, in in my life today. And so so I just want to talk, just share this with you just a little bit and, uh, and talk about these pivotal points of life, pivotal points of life. And uh, the first one uh, that I want to share with you is a man by the name of Eddie Woodfield, Brother Eddie Woodfield. Uh, Brother Eddie Woodfield is—he's uh, still alive. He's uh, serving as a missionary down on the uh, border of uh, Mexico, down in Brownsville, Texas, and uh, working down there uh, with the Spanish-speaking people. And you say, how did Brother Eddie Woodfield have a pivotal point in your life? And uh, the fact of the matter is, I was born into a home uh, was a was a Lutheran home. And uh, my mom and dad were not saved; they were not born again. As a matter of fact, they were as about as wicked as you could get, according to their testimony. And uh, and the, my dad's my dad would tell you their marriage was on the rocks. I mean, they were just uh, the, the life was a mess. And my dad was drunk five out of seven days, and and uh, just just a terrible lifestyle. And on top of that, they were my dad was in the military; he was in the United States Navy. And, uh, and living that type of lifestyle, living that type of uh, military, Navy lifestyle as a, as a Navy sailor. And, and, uh, and really, when I was born, uh, I was born into that lifestyle. I was born into that, uh, that type of a home. And if there was any direction in life that needed to be changed, it was the life of our family. It was the life of my parents. And uh, Brother Eddie Woodfield uh, was a man, he's from Oklahoma, and uh, God called him as a missionary to Rhoda, Spain. And uh, he came to Rhoda, Spain and started the Bethel Baptist Church. And uh, unbeknownst, my dad had never met him before, but uh, started Bethel Baptist Church. And uh, then through the influence of that church, one of my father's Uh, drunk buddies got saved. His name was Chris Parker. And uh, as a result of Chris Parker getting saved and my dad seeing a difference and a change in his life, uh, Chris Parker talked my dad into coming to church. And uh, dad came to church that morning. And uh, Bethel Baptist Church, Brother uh, Woodfield was preaching. And uh, on that day, my father trusted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior and literally changed his life. Um, called God called my dad to preach. Um, just I mean, you talk about a a, a one eighty uh, change in his life. I mean, just everything changed. There's no more drinking. There's no more smoking. There's no more uh, uh, desire for the things of the world. Everything changed in their life, and all of a sudden, now our family is going in a direction where my dad is now going to Bible college, and and my dad is called to preach, and and pretty soon. We're going back to uh, Spain and, and ended up going to Germany and also in Italy as, as missionaries. And, and, uh, and I was able to grow up in that lifestyle as a missionary kid. I was able to grow up in a Christian home. I was able to grow up in a home where the Word of God was taught. And, uh, and the, truth of the, the, the truth of the matter is, and again, I don't know, just like Mordecai told Esther, you know, maybe God will raise up somebody else. We don't know that, but... Who knows if God has raised you up for such a time as this? And I don't know. uh, There's no way that I will ever know if somebody else would not have witnessed to my dad or if somebody else would not have given my dad the gospel or my dad would have gotten saved in some other way. I don't know. But I do know this, that our lives changed at that time because one man surrendered himself to go to the mission field and start Bethel Baptist Church and my father heard the gospel for the very first time. And so that is one of those times in life that 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 is a pivot that is a that is that turning point in life that had we been going continuing to go in the direction we were going no doubt my parents would have been divorced no doubt I would have been raised in a single home no doubt I'd have been raised in a public school system uh, 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 who knows what would have happened? Who knows what, where I would be today? Uh, I, I would have no idea, but I thank God. I thank God for Brother Eddie Woodfield and for his surrendering to go to the mission field so that my parents could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it literally changed the direction of my life. And so, Brother Eddie Woodfield, I don't know if you're going to listen to this podcast, but from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of my heart, I say thank you. Thank you for giving of yourself. Thank you for giving of yourself to the ministry. And I know that you've influenced so many people all around the world because of your ministry. And I know that thousands of people have been saved because of your ministry. But Brother Woodfield, all I can do right now is say thank you for what you did in changing the direction of my life through your coming to the mission field and starting that church and my father hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ for the very first time. Um, the second person that, uh, that has helped me in, and again, this is, again, it, it's hard to say where the pivot is on this because, and, and that would be my mom and dad. You know, when Mom and Dad got saved, uh, they their life changed, and uh, it was just a it was as as drastic of a change as you can imagine. I mean you 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 cannot imagine the direction they were going and and the change that God made in their life and. And so this pivot may not be a particular day or something, but it was. It was more of a. It was more of a direction in life. In, in those eighteen years that I grew up uh, in my parents' home before I left uh, to go off to Bible college, there was that I had a mom and dad who who had a love for their family and a love for the ministry, and and dad knew, and, and I don't know how he did it, and, and he'll tell you that he probably did a bad job at it, I don't know, but he, he, he was able to maintain a balance between the family and the ministry, and, and so we all grew up, my, my two brothers and my sister, we grew up loving the ministry. And, and I say that because I see and I hear so many different stories of kids that have grown up in missionary homes and pastor's homes who they, they're bitter against the ministry and they hate the ministry and they don't like the ministry. They see the hypocrisy many times in the ministry. And, and I just have to be honest with you, I never saw that. When 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 we grew up, man, w- the ministry was our life, and the ministry was great, and and uh, we got involved in the ministry, and we helped my dad in the ministry, and 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 so I, I think you can see that by the very fact that uh, I'm in the ministry as a missionary. My brother that follows me, brother, my brother Matt is a missionary here in Uganda. My brother Andrew is a pastor uh, in uh, in Ohio. My my sister Alicia is a missionary here, helping me. Uh, in, in the work here in Masaka, And so all of my father's and my mother's children are in the ministry today, and I think a very big part of that was that mom and dad raised us with a love for God and a love for the ministry. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, as I was growing up and as I was thinking about going to college and I was thinking about uh, where I was going to go for the future, t- for me, the ministry, uh, I, I didn't think of anything else but doing the ministry. I didn't think of anything else but going back in and doing. I mean, I saw how much my dad loved it. I saw how much my mom loved it. And, and, and that's what I wanted for myself. And, uh, and so I, I'm 51 years old now, and I, we, I've been in the ministry. I went, went to college when I was 19 years old and graduated from college, went right on deputation, went to the mission field. So literally all I have known in my life is the ministry. All I've known in life is the ministry. And I'm telling you, I would not change it for anything in the world. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I love the ministry. I love serving God. I love working in the church. I love working with people. And yes, there are the down times, and yes, there are the discouraging times, but I could not think of doing anything else in life than serving the Lord full-time in the ministry. And I believe with all my heart that goes back to a mom and a dad that raised their children to love God and love the ministry. And I just praise the Lord. I thank God so much uh, for my parents. And so mom and dad, if you're listening today, uh, I, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for raising us the way you did and raising us with a love for God, raising us for the lo- uh, with a love for the ministry and serving people and serving others. And I believe with all my heart that you have seen the fruit of that uh, in the fact that all of your children are serving the Lord today in the ministry. And uh, so thank you, mom and dad, so much for that. Uh, the third person, and by the way, there are four, uh, just so you don't think I'm going on forever here, but the third person that really had an influence in my life was my youth pastor, Brother Lanny Funches. And... Uh, I tell you what, when I when I came back, and let me just share with you a little bit about my life here. When when I came off the mission field, when my when my mom and dad finished what God was calling them to do as far as being a missionary in Europe, uh, they would eventually go to Uganda uh, later on in life, but. Uh, when they finished what God had called them to do in Europe, uh, God led my dad to come back to Missouri and uh, pastor a church there, Faith Baptist Church in Sedalia, Missouri. And uh, he pastored there for a little time. And so I still had one year of high school left. And so I came back off the mission field and I really knew nothing. I knew nothing about uh, American culture. I I knew nothing about uh, Bible college. I knew nothing about, really, I knew, I mean, I, I knew my family. I knew the ministry. I knew the church. But as far as life in general, as far as life, as far as, you know, conducting yourself, work, getting a job, um, as far as, you know, understanding how to, I mean, at that time I, I, I didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that. And so, you know, having a relationship with, with ladies, uh, that we, I'd never been around them very much. And, and, you know, so I, as far as life was concerned, I just didn't have a whole lot of direction. And, uh, my dad hired a man, uh, by the name of Lanny Funches to come and be his associate pastor and, and, uh, to be the school administrator there at the school uh, there in Sedalia, Missouri. And, uh, and while he was there, that, that man really helped me in my life, helped me to figure out life. Um, And and it wasn't, I don't, I'm not faulting my parents for that because really my parents were, uh, they had been in Europe for the last, you know, several years and and they really weren't up on, you know, what was going on in America and what was going on Bible colleges and different things like that. And so I really, I really didn't have any direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. There was a few colleges that I had in mind because they're the ones that, that I heard about a lot. But man, today I thank God that, uh, that I didn't go to those colleges but uh but brother funchis kind of took me under his wing and uh, and and helped me out and helped me to understand some things about life and and helped me to understand some things if, about girls and helped me to understand some things about uh working a job and helped me to understand some things about my future and bible college and different things like that and and uh, he would take me down to uh with the rest of our teens obviously but he would take us down to youth conference and and he exposed us to um, different, uh, different type of Bible college that I'd never, I'd never seen before and, and exposed us to different youth ministries and, and things of that nature. And so, so when, I, when I look at these men, the, these, these people that have had a pivotal time in my life, that have changed the direction of my life, I don't know where I would be today had Lanny Funches not come into my life. Because here's the thing, Brother Lanny Funches came into my life and he told me about Oklahoma Baptist College. And uh, he introduced me to a man by the name of Jim Vineyard and and these men that uh, I'd never heard of in my life. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know where they were from. I didn't know what they preached. I, I didn't know any about that stuff. But he introduced me to a Bible college, and, and I was able to, to go to that Bible college because of the influence of Brother Funchess, and I was able to get a Bible education, and I was able to build some maturity in my life, and I was able to build some growth in my life. And not only, a, not only was I able to build character in my life, but, but three years into Bible college, I met the wife of my life. And 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 again, this is why it, this is so so amazing to me because the truth of the matter is, had I not met uh, Brother Funchess and had he not helped me to figure out some things in life and give me some direction in life, I don't know who I'd be married to today. I, I can't imagine being married to anyone uh, but Sally Joe. But uh, but this man had a had a his his time in my life was a pivot point. It was a time in my life that I needed some direction. I needed some guidance. I needed someone to help me to kind of wade through uh, the American culture and wade through uh, just life in general. And uh, and so, Brother Funches, if you're listening, I don't know if you're listening, but if you're listening, I just I cannot thank you enough for your influence in my life. And I cannot thank you enough for... Uh, taking time for me, and and taking time to help me grow, and take me time, taking time to help me mature, and all the times that you had to have been so patient with me, and so, I I I just thank God so much for you, and uh, the 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 influence that I had at Oklahoma Baptist College, the wife that I got at Oklahoma Baptist College, and then through. My wife, so you have Oklahoma Baptist College, then you have my wife, and then through my wife, I was able to come in contact with my future home church that has been my home church all of my life. All of that because one man came into my life by the name of Lanny Funches. And uh, Brother Funches, thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate it. And uh, if you did not have any influence on anybody else's life, and I know you did, but if you did not have any influence on anybody else's life, you had an influence on mine. And you changed, literally changed the direction of my life. And I want to thank you so much for that. This fourth one that uh, that have it, had a pivotal uh, time or it was a pivotal point of my life was my first pastor, Pastor Hank Thompson. Uh, pastor Hank Thompson is in heaven today. And, uh, and so obviously I cannot call him and say thank you, but... Uh, but Hank Thompson, I I I never met a preacher, I never met a pastor like Hank Thompson. And uh, when I, as I mentioned before, I met my wife and we got married between my junior and senior of of college, and she introduced me to her home church, Capital City Baptist Church, uh, there in Austin, Texas, and and through that I was able to meet her pastor, Pastor Hank Thompson, and. Since then, he's gone to heaven, and his son, Adam Thompson, is now my pastor and doing a wonderful, wonderful job. But Hank Thompson really helped me in my life to have a love for the Word of God. I never, never knew a man like Hank Thompson that that could... Take the verses of the Word of God and the scriptures and, and be able to expound them and explain them and preach them in a way that I'd never heard before. And, uh, you know, I'd always read my Bible and I'd, I'd always studied it and, uh, you know, to some degree, uh, but, but honestly, I learned from Hank Thompson more about studying the Word of God than I learned in all four years of Bible college and uh, a love for the Word of God and a, and a desire to literally base every everything in life on the principles of the Word of God. And, and I learned to not just accept... What I had been taught all my life. I learned not to accept what I had been taught in Bible college classes. I learned not to accept uh, what was taught by the general uh, public or by uh, mainstream, you know, independent fundamental Baptist movement. I, I learned from Hank Thompson to get in the Word of God and find out what do I believe and why do I believe it? What do I believe and why do I believe it? And uh, when I when I first came, and uh, you know I was when I, when I first came to the mission field, we'd just been sent out of Capital City Baptist Church. I was newly married, and and uh, and, and I'll I'll be honest with you, I was very immature, and and I honestly I <laughs> I'll be the first to tell you I have no idea why they ordained me. I have no idea why they sent me out because uh, I'll be the first to tell you I was about as immature as they come. Uh, but apparently they saw something they liked or they saw something, that a uh, potential there, and, and I thank the Lord for that. But, but when I got to the mission field and, and began to uh, study the Word of God, as Pastor Hank taught me to do, I, I learned things about the Word of God and I learned to base things on the Word of God like I'd never done before. And, uh, and, and, and today, and, and, and I, don't, I don't have a corner on the market on, on Bible study and I, I'm still growing, I'm still learning, uh, but the principles of Bible study and the principles of getting in the Word of God and the principles of, of just looking for Bible principles and basing my life and my decisions in life on Bible principles— uh, I owe that to Pastor Hank Thompson. And, uh, and he's in heaven today, and there's no way I can thank him. But, but these these, these, four, these four people, Brother Eddie Woodfield, my parents, uh, Brother Lanny Funchess, uh, Brother Hank Thompson, these four people were those people that were at that, that time in my life that was a pivot. It was pivotal in, in my life, and, and it helped me. Uh, in in that particular time, that literally it literally changed my life at that time, and I believe God allowed those people to come into my life for such a time as this. And you know, here's what I was thinking as I was as I was thinking about these people. You never know the influence you're going to have in someone's life. You never know. You you, you might think, uh, I'm sure that there was a time that Brother Funchess or even Brother Hank Thompson thought, you know, who is this kid and and, and this kid, is this kid going to ever amount to anything? Is he ever going to do anything? And uh, I, I thank God that these men, I thank God that my parents took the time to teach me and train me and were patient with me and loved me and helped me uh, to become what, what I've had the opportunity to become in, in, in my life and to serve the Lord and, and to continue at 51 years old to continue to be in the ministry and continue to work as a missionary uh, here in Uganda. I owe my life to these people. And, and, I, and I know ultimately every one of these people were led by God, and, and God gets the glory for everything. And, and it, it is because of God that God allowed these people in my life. But I would, I, I, I would be a terrible person to think that, I, that my life uh, was self-made that my life I am what I am today because of you know my decisions and what I did no I am what I am today and I and I'm saying this with all with all the seriousness in my life I am what I am today because of the influence of these four people these four people I I, I don't know where I'd be every one of them had a pivotal influence in my life and and I do not know where I'd be today without them and uh, and so I just wanted to take this time and, uh, and just thank God for them and, and thank God for their working and their, and their sacrifice and their ministry and, and helping me uh, to become the man of God that I am today. I, I just I thank God so much for it. And every Thanksgiving I, I sent uh, text messages and, uh, and thanks to these that, and just saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for what you did for me. Thank you for, uh, for, for dedicating your life to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, because I am a product. I'm a product of your ministry. I'm a product of your influence. I'm a product of your investment. And, uh, and so thank you so much uh, to all of you for the influence you had in my life. And then lastly, as I close the podcast today, um, I cannot, I could not be able to say thank you to these that I have mentioned without also saying thank you to my beloved wife. And uh, I tell you what, um, the last two months being without my wife has only cemented in my life the reason why I need her and, and the influence and the impact that she has in my life and her example of spirituality and her example of determination and her example of not quitting. Um, has just been a huge, huge blessing in my life. And the greatest, the greatest gift, the greatest gift that God has given to me outside of salvation has been my wife. And, and I thank God so much for her. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her in a couple of weeks. And uh, and I just, uh, Sally, thank you. Thank you so much for the time you take for me. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for always being by my side, the good times, the bad times, the times that I've done smart things and the times that I've done stupid things. And uh, I really appreciate my wife and I love her so much. And I thank God for her. And uh, And so so I just want to end it today and saying, you know what, I, I am able and I have the opportunity today to always abound in the work of the Lord because of others who also abounded in the work of the Lord. Amen. And, uh, and so I hope that's encouragement to you. And and I hope that uh, you would just take a few minutes, maybe right after this podcast and just think, go back through your life and think about the pivotal times in your life that were changed because certain people came into your life and literally changed the direction of your life at that time. I believe I believe that at least, at least once a year, at least on Thanksgiving, you ought to thank God for those people. Now, unfortunately, um, the, those there can also be bad people. <laughs> That changed the direction of your life in a bad direction. And I, I thank the Lord that I didn't have any of those in my life uh, that uh, were, were influencing me to ruin my life or damage my life. Uh, I thank God that God brought good people in my life that helped me uh, become what I am today. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the lord and i'm so grateful for that your labor is not in vain in the lord and uh, don't forget if you have not done so already, uh, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and uh, let this podcast be a part of your weekly schedule. Every Friday, uh, we upload a new podcast for your uh, encouragement and enjoyment. And I hope and pray that we can continue to be a help and a blessing to you and your family uh, with this podcast. And uh, looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in this next month. Uh, we've got missions conference coming up uh, here in Masaka, and so I'm looking forward to that and uh, seeing what God's going to do in the area of missions uh, here in Uganda. And uh, so we have that coming up. We have Christmas coming up. We have New Year's coming up. Then we have TBI coming up. And uh, so a lot of things happening in these next few weeks. And so keep us in your prayers if you would. So remember, the word of the podcast is pivotal. Pivotal. I think I said it right that time. Pivotal. And uh, we have been discussing pivotal points of life. And I hope it's been a help and a blessing to you. Well, God bless you so much. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. And uh, what a blessing it is uh, to be able to serve the Lord here in Uganda. And thank you for those of you that are praying for us, those of you that are financially supporting us, whatever you're doing to help us to be able to be here in Uganda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We look forward to seeing you next Friday as we bring another podcast your way. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.